Hey everyone, welcome to the first official episode of Menage Pod. I'm Jacqueline. Some of you may remember me from my three stints on The Bachelor franchise, aka I am an OG, which really means a washed up reality loser. So we're taking my gig on the road to a podcast and I wanted to introduce you to my two friends who make up the tertiary of the menage. And just a little quick funny story about how we all met. So I went to a friend's birthday party and it was just like a very chill dinner and in roll Nick and Emily. Nick, life of party, cute little lips, lipstick red Jetta, which won me over immediately, the car that I wanted always in high school. And Emily, um, in the words of Tom Sandoval, accidentally took a Xanax and drank. <laughs> And her head hit hit the table during appetizers. And I was like, I kind of, this girl is like off her rocker and I kind of don't like her. Well, it took me maybe one time more to fall in love with her. So here we are a few years later and now we're going to be podcasting together. So I think through this podcast, you'll be coming very well acquainted with both Emily and Nick. Um, and we're just going to kind of go from here. So how this is going to work is every week we're going to talk about Things that get us all riled up. That could be things as silly as Vanderpump Rules or Cardi B and Offset breaking up or um, things as crazy as the latest murder mystery crime that we're all going to solve together sitting at our tables. Um, so anything that you guys want to hear from us, obviously let us know. But generally speaking, these are going to be hot takes from Emily, Jacqueline, and Nick, the menage a pod. So, without further ado, we're going to start with Vanderpump Rules, which last night, the second episode of Vanderpump Rules aired, and we've got a lot to cover here. So, we're going to start with the episode opening up with Brittany screaming across, you know, the Hollywood Hills that she's engaged, which honestly made us all cringe. We were all texting about it because this bitch thinks that this engagement is for real and going to work out, and like, it was almost like you, you didn't even like feel bad for her. It was almost like how is this chick on planet earth (laughs) (laughs) what quite the intro yeah how she honestly you can't feel bad for her because she believes it and that's really sweet but we all know where this is going to lead in less than one year's time they will be um officially married and less than one year after that they will be divorced a divorce 100 percent the the other funny thing that was was hysterical was like why did they choose their shitty apartment for the venue of the surprise party? I don't know, and it seemed well. And then we don't have to go back to the first episode, but I mean, I guess if they chose that shitty of a crab shack to get engaged at, then the um, follow up halfway <laughs> ceiling apartment only makes sense for the after party because why go up from there? It's so true. <laughs> a porta potty to an apartment complex is actually an upgrade, so that's fine. Good point. Fair point. Nick, your thoughts? The editing of the disgust of Lisa Vanderpump's face being in that apartment was just so funny. She was just had never been in a real place with, you know, popcorn ceilings and, you know, poor people around her, which that was really amazing. I love watching Lisa around poor people. It's like, I feel like how we would be. So, <laughs> so you, you know, you live and you learn. But 
I was also surprised to see Sheena had an invite. That girl, I feel like, is on the outs, hardcore. Poor girl. Poor girl. And when she was staring at Britney's ring, you, you felt for her. You know, she was hoping this was going to be her scene with Rob this year, and Britney and Jax took that away from her. And it just can't be an easy day for her. Can't be an easy day also, thinking about that two-piece bedazzled corset <laughs> top with like I don't even I know a family member made it for her and that is really nice but like that family member did not do her any favors mm. with that design those pearls <laughs> those pearls glue, those those glue gun pearls <laughs> um so from there we moved over to James and Raquel's apartment which James and Raquel are just a super hot mess but let's talk about the deets of that apartment for a hot minute they were super excited about their washer and dryer, which is endearing because, you know, if you live in a big city, those are tough to find. However, the coffee table, the coffee that table. also doubles as their dinner table. And but, like, have these people never been in an apartment before? Like, it was just, they were in complete shock over the fact that these, like, features even existed. I know. They, like, opened it up and they were, like, like ooing yeah. and eyeing over this functionality of this table. And I also wonder like I know Raquel's a new member but like don't they get paid for this show like could they put aside like $7.95 for like a three-piece dinette set you know from like Bob's Home Furniture that's what I'm saying they had all this like negative space behind them and I was just like that looks like exactly where you would put a dining room table exactly for the yeah. yeah. and then they all had to like shimmy in the couch together and yeah. I, was, like, I was really oh my god I was, like, get me out of here like literally it was so cringe and ariana and tom were trying to start to like look at these countertops it looks like a normal apartment it just... yeah it was and then they pulled the coffee table up to their chins to eat. <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget about james's roommate though from not too long ago that weird older man the keyboard player yeah, was he a keyboard player? Yeah, he like yeah. popped out of the room with like hair club for men and like a gold <laughs> chain and like went over to the keyboard. Like it was very, it was just a very confusing scene. They never touched on it. It like went away very quickly. Yeah, because James was like outed as a sugar baby in the moment. Everybody <laughs> was like, abort, abort, like don't air this shit anymore. It was like different, different show guys, different show. Yeah, I feel like the editors have our back in that moment though, for sure. They're like, we just want them to see a little twinge of this like really, really Wait, awkward moment. I wanted to spend it. <laughs> Um, okay, so moving on from there, we obviously go to Pride Day at Sir, which is honestly, I hate, I hate the Pride Day, but I love the drama that it brings because I feel like everybody is just like fighting for airtime and it bothers me. I'm cool with a Kristen Doty, you know, desperado attempt that I love that through and through, but like, I can't stand watching them to put the stupid makeup on and their fanny packs. I'm just like, Let's like move away from that. And yeah, the the the. Do you need a theme on top of pride? Isn't pride a theme enough? Yeah, actually, isn't like people get pretty themed out. I didn't know we had to like throw another theme on top of right. That. But <laughs> right. That being said, also Sir just looks like so chaotic that day. It gives me anxiety as a viewer. I just like need like more. When yeah. I'm in pride and I'm there myself and I'm just as fucked up as they are, I'm fine with it. But as a viewer. That whole episode gives me anxiety through and through, but it also provides some great drama. Yeah, I feel like my pit stains are worse than Jax's <laughs> at any given moment during that episode. Because <laughs> I'm like, I have like severe sweat anxiety. But when he like checked his pit stains and just was like, okay, and like kept moving on, I was like dying. I was like that. I wish I had that reaction to my anxiety sweat. 
<laughs> problem on a, on a given Saturday night. <laughs> but Nick, how did you feel about um, seeing your new pop icon, Sheena, singing her original song, Good as Gold? Good as gold. Well, it was it was nice to finally see her perform that live. I thought it was beautiful. It was just as good as it sounded <laughs> over and over on my Spotify. So that was really comforting. Was that your um, number you one most streamed? Did you do your 2018 wrap up? Was that number one? <laughs> yes, absolutely. It was actually number one, two, and three. <laughs> you have all the versions. Yes, the disco version, the club version, the extended version is my favorite, personally. It's a seven-minute version. <laughs> I have to move on to our least favorite character, Billy Lee, who, oh what is it? What's the line, Nick? You do it so well. You're not better than me, Lala. <laughs> <laughs> I can literally make you do that over and over and never get to do it. So anyway, Billy Lee decided to take to Twitter to tweet about the Pride episode. And she said, really, Kristen Doty? Pride is a day to celebrate LGBTQ community. Instead, of, instead, you ambush James Kennedy about something you do, something that happened two years ago. No regard for the truth or Raquel's feelings. Also, let's pray for Hope, who like who bangs and brags about sleeping with a guy while the girlfriend's in another room. Reach in, Billy. Like, reaching so far also... Yes, you're there for Pride, but you're also there to film a reality show that's, like, the whole purpose is to start drama. So, like, yeah. it's, I don't know, Billy. What, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just yeah. another one of Billy's self-serving, desperate cries for attention. She, I, uh, I can't, I, words can't describe how much I despise Billy Lee. I know, and also let's not um, acknowledge the fact that I clearly can't read because I, like, totally fucked up that tweet. So we're just going to talk about that later on another day. It's the whiskey wine. It's just the whiskey wine that we're drinking. We love whiskey wine. If any of you guys don't know what whiskey wine is, um, it is basically wine that is made in whiskey barrels, and it kind of has this little, like, twinge of a taste of whiskey. Drink a few glasses of it, thinking it's wine, and you end up literally on the floor blacked out. So that's our goal. Um... Actually, drink responsibly, because Whiskey Wine, we want you to sponsor us. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I think you guys should all buy some Whiskey Wine. All right, so I think, you know, wrapping up Vanderpump, I really need to talk about James and Raquel for a hot minute, because, I mean, who do we, be we obviously believe that he slept with this girl, Hope, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, so we're all alive. Yeah. Raquel was, like, I mean, fake crying, though. It was very... She was, like, forcing I out tears. I think she's in the relationship, like, has one foot in, like, James is the other foot in. She wants to be on the show. So she doesn't care what he does while she's not around as long as she still gets her screen time. Yeah. Also, I would agree with that. I just, like, can't stand how they're, like, at Coachella, he... You know, it's just, yeah. like, so cliche, like... <laughs> I, like these kids like it's just hard it's hard to take them seriously that's literally how I felt on the bachelor too which is actually a good segu <laughs> segue into the bachelor so Emily and Nick aren't total bachelor fans which is real shame because then they would know that their friend is a total celebrity um <laughs> but uh, to them i'm just a normal gal you know so we actually are going to start recapping the bachelor as they air but it's kind of funny to hear emily and nick's take on the bachelor specifically because we're grown-ass adults who 
you know, they really haven't seen the show. So it's kind of like a virgin take on The Bachelor, which always cracks me up because they're like 15 years too late to the party. And but their but their reactions are also fresh. So guys. Wait, I have a confession. I did watch one season of The Bachelor. Okay, which I one? Okay, I know. I actually just remembered this today because someone reminded me of it. Um it was a girl and they she married a fireman and they're still married today and have children. Oh, Trista. Okay, that was like season one. You like obviously know her name. I don't know her name. It's Trista. I thought his name was Tristan. What? <laughs> <laughs> Tristan his name is, is Ryan Sutter, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. Okay, I literally watched this in college, which was oh, like you did. like five. So I don't remember. But I do remember I did watch that season like, you know. Religiously? Okay. I don't know, for, I don't know religiously, but I did. I knew enough of it to know that she picked a fireman. And they are still married and have, like, children today. So I, Wait, don't they live, like, here in, like, Aspen or something? Yeah, they do live in Colorado, where, guys, you just learned a fun fact about Nick. He lives in Colorado. Go <laughs> find him. Say hi. Back. <laughs> yeah, they live in Colorado. They're, like, one of the very few success stories. Like, you guys, like, legitimately haven't missed much. Like, everything that you're going to see in Colton's season is going to be the same format and model as every other season. So there'll be no surprises. I can't wait. Yeah, so... The word on the street was that Colton was a virgin. And now ABC has taken this to like a whole new level. And all the promos came out last week of Colton, you know, basically mocking sarcastically the 40 year old virgin with, with Colton as like the the star of the movie. What do you guys think about that? He was supposedly an NFL player. Do we think he's a virgin? There's two ways to think of it. He, He's either not a virgin and he's using it as like a stick or like a platform to like get, you know, to gain interest, or he is a virgin and he's cast the entire wrong group of people to court him. <laughs> well, well, here's a little here's a little tidbit, M. The bachelor doesn't cast his own girls. I'm saying the producers picked the wrong group of people. <laughs> That out. He's not like sitting there handpicking the, the I'm litter. saying they should have cast men for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the debate here is like Colton, the NFL, the studly NFL player, which I'm sure we're going to hear about ad nauseum. He like, he warmed the bench for a few years. I'm not sure what else he was doing, but I can tell you he was not having sex. That is not on his list of hobbies because he literally <laughs> said that playing football took up too much of his time to go out and find a girl to bang. Correct. Very weird. Like, what about the other 25 years of your life? Right. There's some subtext there that some people need to start really digging into. Right. I'm just saying the cast could have been a different gender and maybe everything would have been different. Okay, but, like, if he was spending too much time with football, then why isn't he actually playing? And then, like, what are the (laughs) ones that are playing doing? Like... I'm confused. Right, like that's such a good point because the ones who are playing are definitely still banging girls. We hear about it in the gossip pages all the time. So, where you couldn't spare like five minutes? Like it's very confusing. So, I mean, if Croy Bierman has enough time to bang it out with Kim Zolciak, then he has enough time to have sex as well. Right. There's not many football players that I know that are too busy to have sex. Most of them use it as an excuse to have sex. Corey Beerman was like traveling to like driving, not even flying to attend Kim Beerman's 
like a hundred plastic surgeries, yet Colton can't find <laughs> 10 minutes to bang someone. But here's the thing about Colton that's really interesting. Well, it's actually not interesting at all. It's like very clear. He is historically a huge fame horse. So he dated Ali Reisman right after Ali Reisman, like shot to fame after the Olympics. Um, and then he also got kicked off of... Or no, he dated, before he went on The Bachelorette, he dated one of the last girls who left The Bachelor previous season. So, like, he dated a final two girl. Her name is Tia. And then, like, all of a sudden showed up on one of her good friends' Bachelorette season, like, um, like four weeks later. So he's been... He's been he's like, riding he's been, that he's, wave. Yeah, he's he's been like on this track for a yeah. long time. Yeah, he had his eyes on the prize. Got it. Yeah. So. so we'll see how this unfolds. Actually, I'm interested. I'm actually I can see myself getting very into The Bachelor, which I might have to. Read I'm already Jacqueline into it. Season, yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't watched Jacqueline's season, please find it on Amazon.com backslash Bachelorpad three. You can um, find out episodes one and two right before she gets kicked off. Fuck <laughs> off. So true. God damn it. Um, okay, so looking at the Globe nominations, were what are your thoughts on the nominations and who do you think got snubbed? Like in terms of the best motion picture drama, it's Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody. If Beale Street could talk, don't know what the fuck that is, and a star is born. I mean, Stars Born is obviously deserving. Right. Well, I mean, what else was there this year? I feel like this was a weak. This was a weak crowd this year. Not. Not. I don't know. I no, mean, I would agree with that. I guess I. Did, I guess I never thought about how actually weak this year with movies was. Yeah, I mean, but then you look at best motion picture, musical, or comedy. That's a, that's that category is way stronger. Way stronger. Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. I have no idea what Vice is. I want to see Vice so bad. I recently saw the trailer. It looks so good. I love when Christian Bale does a method situation. Oh, it's a Christian Bale. Yeah, he's, it's, he's Christian Bale. Like, it's like Adam. Dick Cheney. He gained fifty pounds. Like you know, he's gonna. Oh win. yeah, he's gonna win. It that. brought me back some. Um, what was it? The banking movie that he was in, Big Short. Got Big Short Big vibes. Short. A lot of, like, a lot of dialogue. I don't know if it's Aaron Sorkin, but, like, had that kind of vibe. So, but, I don't know, the drama category is weak as hell. Like, obviously, give it to fucking Lady Gaga. Like, give her everything. Let her run away with it. Yeah, and give everything to her. Yeah, just give it all to her. Like, they might as well, the rest of the drama category just might as well not show up. So, guys, funny story. Literally, as we're sitting down to see A Star is Born, Emily decided to tell me a little fun fact about Bradley Cooper. No! Which was that he had a... This is a legend. No. I don't know this for fact. Which was that she heard, allegedly, she allegedly heard that he allegedly... Like a fifth party source. Has a micro penis. Now, this is literally as I'm about to, like, sit down and, like, watch this guy be the sexiest motherfucker ever right and i was like you've you've single-handedly ruined this movie for me before i sat down oh. however he was so good right that i forgot he had a micro penis so like that's how i rate how good he is it's like he was so good that i thought he had a big dick <laughs> Emily, you're not gonna get sued for I'm saying he's a small dick. I don't want people to think that I just like go around making up. Well, okay, I do a lot. I, I read a lot of blind gossip, so I got it off of blind gossip. So be mad at anybody, be mad at that. But um, I you said the same. It. I said the same thing. Oh yeah, we did. You solved the it. The piecing when he was on stage. That oh spoiler. Anyways, 
No, so Jack and I were saying, if by the end of the movie we can forget the fact that he has a teeny tiny dick, then he did his job and he deserves killed. it. Yeah, and he exactly. deserves a blow. He deserves master. So, well, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it definitely takes blow. But I mean, you made me forget about your micro dick. So yeah, we're it's like the perfect criteria to like for us to right. evaluate yeah. this scenario. Okay, never mind. I won't tell the story about the first time. So. <laughs> Jacqueline and I had to see it twice in the theaters to actually know what the um, full story was because we were. Oh, crazy. because you got so shit faced the first time? A little overserved, you know, a little overserved. Well, it was really annoying because everything was sold out. So we were like, hey, let's then just book the 1055 movie. Terrible idea. We'll go to dinner. Well, we drank like 100 glasses of wine at dinner and then we forgot about, like, we didn't even know that he had a dad <laughs> or a brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, those were key points in the yeah, movie. Key <laughs> points. The second time we went back, we were like, oh, oh. I was like, that's his brother. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I was like, I get that's why they kind of like sound the same. It was so funny. And then Emily was like, holy shit, Dave Chappelle is in this? Like, it was like totally first time viewership. <laughs> I will say, I wouldn't take it back. It was great to see it both ways. I recommend trying it both ways. Both, uh, both ways. Nick. <laughs> Yeah, I would yes. love to ask you your thoughts on Crazy Rich Asians. I loved Crazy Rich Asians. It was over the top. It was beautiful. I, I mean, it was just, I mean, you know I'm obsessed with Asian wealth. Um, <laughs> it was just, I, I love Constance Wu. If you haven't watched Fresh Off the Boat, watch it. It's hilarious. Oh, I've actually heard that. It's so funny. Well, Nick loves to recommend shows that I then go and try, and they were like a total snooze. I mean, I don't want to diss Marvelous Miss Maisel because then that makes me look like an asshole, but like, I, I can't get into it. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Nick loves it. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. She just wins the globe every single year. So it's not that I bad. thought the dialogue in that show was terrible, so. It's hilarious. But for all you listeners, it's for all us. Hilarious. Um, I loved Homecoming with the ambiguous ending, which I'm not going to give away because I'm not going to spoil this. I've learned my lesson, Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I loved Homecoming. I think that is well-deserved. Americans, I am obsessed with. I'm obsessed with the fact that they're married in, or whatever, engaged in real life, but they have a kid, and it's really exciting for me, oh, too. the Americans. That, yeah. chemi that chemistry is off the charts. Let me just say, season one through three, fantastic. Four through six, snooze. Snooze. Having a hard time. Let's it's been, it was snubbed for the first three seasons. Which is wild. Yeah, I, Matthew Rees won the Emmy in September, so I think people are like, justice for the Americans. This is also, also the last, um, I think this is the last time that they can be nominated because the final season, I think, wrapped. Yeah. Wait, Matthew Rees just won? He won the Emmy. Oh, well, then I think maybe this is, like, dresses for Carrie. Like, give her one, too. Yeah, Carrie needs one. On the way out. Yeah. That'd be cute. Because they're one married, one. so I'd like to, you know, like, see them both succeed equally, equally. together. Yeah, I would. Equal opportunity for yeah. men and women. Yeah, I don't think that acting, the acting has been really solid all the way throughout. I just think the story has gotten a little tired at this point. The it's acting, in my yeah. Opinion. The acting is great. The wigs and the, the disguises <laughs> are terrible. I think you say this. Out. I think the disguises are good. Like you wouldn't ever describe her the same way. Well, she's changing her personality, but that's not a. I'm not as I'm not as offended by the okay. about the costumes. Okay. The costumes. The costumes are like those, like you know, that like uh, those, those glasses, glasses you put with on the nose and the mustache. 
Yeah, it's like Max on freaking who's, what is that? Max on that game. Which game? Where you flip the faces. Oh, wait, guess who? Yeah, guess oh. who? It's like Max on guess who? He like has like the bushy fro yeah. and like the glasses and the mustache. It's like literally what they do. No, they do like a, like a bigger eyebrow on, which I mean. I yeah. Guess, but. Oh, I would love bigger <laughs> eyebrows. Have you guys watched um, Killing Eve? No. Okay, well, that's what you should watch. So you probably won't for three years, but then realize how good it is. Fine, I'll try that one. I do love Sandra O. And what about She's hosting, right? Sandra O is hosting the Golden Globes with um, Andy Samberg. That was that was the replacement. That, no, that's thinking of the Oscars. Um, all, oh, all I was along, like, wow. Hopefully, they never said anything. Yeah. Anti- all, yeah. All along, Sandra O oh and Andy Samberg were hosting the Globes. Okay, I can get into that. Yeah, yeah. I like a good mix-up. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think it'll be. I always think it's fun that it's the first one of the season. Everyone gets hammered, and like, can you imagine? First of all, award shows are so boring. Like, you can you imagine being an actor who's honestly just waiting for their award the whole fucking time? <laughs> Sitting there being like, when is this over? Can I please go pee? Can someone give me, like, some food? Like, at least at the Globes, they serve them alcohol and food. Yeah. But I'm excited to see the fashion that the cast of Pose brings. Because you know that they're going to bring it so hard. Oh, yeah. What is Pose? Pose is, I haven't watched, but I'm, I, honestly, that is one, Nick, where I'm not going to wait three years. I will watch Oh, it. my God. Is it drag yeah. queens or something? So yeah. Good. Oh. No, they're, no, they're, um, it's like the underground, like, you know, late, um, you know, 80s, early 90s, um, transvestites, like, when they got Vogue, you know, just, uh, it's, 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 like the dance, it's like the dance club scene for transvestites in the late 80s, right? It's amazing. What yes. panel does it air on? FX. It was, no. on, it was on FX, so you know oh. it's amazing. And oh, it was Ryan yeah. Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Oh. oh, Gianni Versace. That was another good one from this year. A nice standout. Contact oh my God, that was Sharp so Objects good. that should flop all around, but it won't. God, Sharp Objects was the worst thing I've ever wow. watched in my life. I was, Jacqueline, remember we would like literally, we would be so beating ourselves up after every episode. Every episode. I, I was like, watched. we're like, we just watched eight hours <laughs> and eight weeks of TV <laughs> And we haven't we haven't gotten one clue as to who this murder is. And honestly, like Amy, I feel bad because Amy Adams, I think, went into a dark place for this role. Like she did a really great job, but goddamn, was that story terrible? And the book is amazing. So I mean, not that I read, but I've heard it's amazing. <laughs> my mom told me. I was just gonna say I got bored after the first episode and begged my friend that reads all the time to just tell me how it ends, so I didn't have to fucking endure the other seven hours of that show. But you know what I do love? I, back to the FX stuff. I love FX and Showtime, and like, like they have the sexiest shows. I love a good sexy show. <laughs> Oh my god, Jacqueline, what are you saying right now? Are you telling the world that you just go off on yourself during a good Showtime show? No, but I like, you know, a little, like, yeah, a little, little tingle, like a little tingle down there. A little romance. A little romance. That's yeah, the Americans are so good. They yes, have great chemistry. Right. Their sex scenes are great. And I don't, like, conventionally, Matthew Reese is not hot. But, like, in that show, he's hot. So hot. And then, like, except, Outlander. Except for that time Woo! they were having sex and then Paige walked in. And that was a little uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> they were not having sex. They were actually 
69. They were hardcore 69ing. Yeah, I love that stuff. <laughs> oh my god. But what about Outlander? Do you guys watch that? Because that those sex scenes no. are hot as people keep hell. recommending it to me, and I don't know if that's the reason why or if it's because history. Oh, probably. So it's history and sex. I told you you'd love it. I was like, it's history and sex. Yeah, equal parts. <laughs> literally, history and sex. Couldn't be like more straight up my alley. Yeah, I literally like get hot and have to like turn it off for like a minute, like do a lap and then come back. Like that's how sexual it is, Fine. and I love it. Put it on my list. Pose. Wait, Outlander, then Pose. Because yeah. I'm definitely more into like the history than the sex than the like disco scene. Totally. Doing. Put it, it on. You've got a lot of time, honey. Your sure. boyfriend works at a bar. <laughs> You literally said it at home by yourself every night. Perfect. <laughs> Jackson, Hoppa and Topic. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on The Good Place? That is a love-hate because let me tell you something. I really – I started watching that show, and I thought it was so funny. And now I'm like, this is, this is terrible. I've never seen it. Everyone's calling it, like, the dark horse of the year. Everyone thinks it's going to, like, really, like, sweep categories. Yeah, because people love Kristen Bell. That show, the jokes, are, it's it's literally all puns. So if you, Ooh, like, I love a pun. What? I love a pun. Puns are the cheapest form of humor. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm the cheapest girl you'll You're ever meet. You're the cheapest. <laughs> all right, that's your new Sammy Sweetheart tagline. I'm the cheapest I'm girl. I'm the cheapest girl you'll ever meet, but I'm actually really rich. <laughs> actually pretty true so that would be a good line that is that's your actual real housewives line let's make it that okay i'm ready real housewives of chicago Chicago. yeah nick will move back for that for sure he'll be the real he'll be the first real house husband that's gonna get canceled just like every other chicago reality show that's ever tried to exist after one season okay well at least i'll get my one season yeah not if m's the star not many people can show up to a birthday dinner and put their head on a table during out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that was actually a literal scene out of Real Housewives is the way that I met you. Uh, I had a day. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know I was meeting a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That means so much to me. I turned um, it on for our second date. <laughs> Nick, what is what are your thoughts on The Good Place? You know, I, I don't think that I've given it enough chance, but immediately I just feel like I don't like it. I'm really rooting for it, despite how much I, like, decided to hate it. I gotta say, I think it's the little show that could. What, who's the guy in it? Ted Danson. Which I, Ted Dan- I, I was gonna say, I think I love him. I have, like, a soft spot in my heart. Like, cheers, come on. Yeah, this, like, no-name guy named Ted Danson. He's huge. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna, I think I would, I've never seen it, but I'd like it. But his wife it's annoys me. It's up against the Marvelous of Mrs. Maisel, which obviously, you know, already I'm hoping that it loses. But also, it's up against Barry, which Barry was amazing. It was so good. It was so funny. It was just really clever, and I love a Bill Hader anything. Yeah, Bill Hader's good, but I didn't watch it. Neither. All right, well, let's just move on then. So wait, what else? Who, is there any other, like, notable ones we need to... I guess not. Um, I, you know, mostly just, um, <clears throat> what else is there? There was Jonah the Hill's not, Jonah Hill's not up for anything this year? Jonah Hill is not up for anything, Jack. Are you upset about that? He's just there to support? He's not, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me Jonah Hill didn't get one accolade reward? 
because that guy is the holy girl of life right now. And let me tell you guys something, Emily and Nick, I, I came to them. I said, guys, I got to tell you something. It's really important. Jonah Hill is really, it's been, he's been on my mind. I don't know why, but like, I don't know if it was like the size of his hands was really bothering me for a while. Like, you know, CeeLo has those really small hands. Like Jonah Hills are even like smaller. They're like micro hands. I know we've been talking a lot about micro penis. Now we're on to micro hands. And Jonah Hill like posted these pictures on Instagram. He lost a drastic amount of weight. He dyed his hair pink. And I was like, wait, anyone who dyes their hair a fashion color, I'm like, I think they're cool and or going through a breakup or something very deep. And he kind of came out on the other end of this, like, really fucking cool, super stylish, stating that he went to, like, Kanye West's listening party in Jackson Hole, which was literally him and, like, nine of the most elite music you, people. You said nine elite. So it was on the season finale of Keeping the Kardashians. There was, like, at least 200 people there. Okay, but. well, like, whatever. I wrote it down. <laughs> and then he decides to go on all these shows, tell really funny stories, and direct and write his own indie film which is getting praise everywhere shows up wearing like tie-dyed grateful dead shorts and like bike shorts and like just owns it and he's fucking cool and he's friends with the olsen twins which don't even get me started on that that's another podcast episode oh, yeah. itself. so guys i have Emily and Nick have, have have turned the corner and they are now in the Jonah Hill. I have not turned the corner. I am approaching the intersection and I don't know which way I'm going to turn. That is beyond presumptuous. I have yet to even make a decision as far as that exactly. fork in the road. Don't you disagree with everything I say? I don't disagree with everything you say, but I do think <laughs> that like it's, it's, I do think that like there's more to be seen. I don't know if he's like on the edge of a mental breakdown or like the edge of glory. <laughs> like, I don't even know what just happened, but I just got an email that popped up that said was from Chris Harrison. It was probably saying I heard you evite. talking about me. So. It's an evite from Chris Harrison, which is probably like one of my friends like playing a nasty prank on me, but you guys are both sitting here. <laughs> um but <laughs> it's it's <laughs> January in Dallas. I'm like, which is where Chris Harrison is from, which is like super weird. This is creeping me out. Anyway, whoever played that prank on me, fuck you. I'm not. I'm not falling for it. Um. <laughs> so back to the things. Not that going, guys. I'm not going, guys. RSVP, no. Unless there's the cameras there, in which case I will be on the first Spirit <laughs> Airlines flight out there. Okay. Um, I don't fly Spirit, and Bachelor's paying for my flight. So. Back to the important shit. Um, Cardi B and Offset are off again, which I didn't ever know that it was an on again, off again situation, which might make me an idiot. But what, Emily, I feel like you know this. I feel like you know this scoop. Or Nick, you know this scoop. I mean, I don't have the full scoop. I just have what TMZ tells me, which is my Bible. And he allegedly, a girl that he was going to have a threesome with, released all these text messages. They were dated a couple weeks before Cardi was supposed to give birth. And he was arranging a threesome with two women, neither were Cardi B, a few weeks out from her birth in Atlanta, where she was not going to be. So obviously she was not privy to this. It wasn't like part of their deal. I don't know if they have a deal. But very sad. But just the, the text messages were just released. And then she decided to announce her separation or divorce on Instagram. 
if she did it in the most savage way, looking beautiful as fuck, topless on Instagram. She was topless? Topless. Like, talking into the camera. She let a little nip slip, and she was, like, just basically, like, so... I'm being forced to address them. <laughs> and I gotta talk about this right now. Okay, that's a terrible Cardi B voice, but she threw some really hard shade at Offset, which she should. Fuck him. He's gone. Bye. Yeah. He's jealous of her success. He was big, then she got big, then he got mad, and then he did that shit, and now she's like, see you later. Guys always need to like fuck bitches to feel masculine, right. and it's so sad. Right. And like you've got Cardi B at home having your baby. Running shit. Why'd you do that? Right. He tweeted the other day, fuck guys, I miss Cardi. Yeah. And everyone was like, okay. Then like, <laughs> where was this energy when you set up a very orchestrated threesome? Okay, wait. Wild fact, Cardi B and Ariana Grande are the same age. What? Yeah. I thought Ariana Grande was 13. No, they're the same age. They're both like 25. That is, that is false information. No, it's not. Google it. Falsify. Google it. Check it. Google it. Check the internet. Producer, producer, fact check. <laughs> I don't, we, if only we had those, but we're, we're working on it, guys. Fact check me. I swear to God, they're the same age. Well, also, you want to know what else is crazy about Ariana Grande? Look at a picture of her from 10 years ago and a picture of her today. Right. She has changed skin colors, yeah. which is wild. Right. Like, she was super pale Caucasian, or I don't know what, what, actually, I don't know what her background is, but. I think she's Italian. Oh, okay. So now she's, like, super duper tan, and I just thought that that tan, like, complexion was natural. Yeah. And I, but I was I like, I went through a tanning bed phase too, so I can't like falter. There was like a few years of my life where I was running around like, like definitely ten shades darker than I like. Oh yeah, so me too. She was just, you know, she's young. I don't know, but I mean, I like. Do you think that's like just a tanning bed? Like, what is that? I don't know. A really dark spray tan tanning bed. I, don't dark, know. I think it's a dark spray tan, dark and it's and it's and being done every day. And a lot of bronzer and a lot of hair extensions. Yeah. And she, like, plays that ponytail oh. and was like, I don't know what else to do with my hair but put it in that tight top pony. She must smell, like, did all you, the time. Did you fact check me, Nick? Um, yeah, Ariana Grande is actually one year younger than Cardi B, but nonetheless. Very well, similar. I'm sure, I'm sure it's by months. Yeah. Okay. Thank God I wasn't wrong. Well, you are right. I know. Were you sweating like Jack's yeah. at Pride Day? <laughs> Literally, my pit stains are worse than Jack's in a pink shirt on Pride. Checking them behind a bar. Thinking. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. How's that whiskey wine treating you ladies? We love it. We want more of it. We love it. We love it. Um, okay, so Cardi B, we love you, and we would die to be your best friend. So right. case oh, closed. I was going to try to do an okur, but I'm not going to do it. No, please don't do it. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> That's like, ah, oh, you guys. Do it again, Doc. Okur. <laughs> That's like the same thing as people saying, I'm shook or vacation or doing annoying shit on Instagram that I can't stand. So I actually would love to talk to you guys about what your Instagram or social media pet peeves are that you see on a daily basis. Um, well, as uh, dip it low, uh, Cervantes, <laughs> like and follow. Um, <laughs> link, link in my bio. So what? I'm dying. 
link in your my bio. bio. My bio just says, thank you, comma, next. No, no. <laughs> so what's Is that not piece? cool? No. <laughs> Is that not cool? Guys, guys, <laughs> anyone? I'm shook. <laughs> As a 34-year-old, you kind of have to, like, always just, like, check to make sure that things are still cool because things are moving at such a rapid rate around you. You just never know. I know. Like, that Gucci is went out the door, like, six years ago, and I was, like, still saying it, which is, like, so embarrassing. It's, like, the mother – it's, like, Amy Poehler in Mean Girls when she, like, comes in and she's, like, I'm not a normal mom. I'm a cool mom. It's, like, that's how I feel on, like, a daily basis, and I don't have children. <laughs> Okay, one phrase I keep saying that I wish I could stop is I'm dead. Because I'm not. Deceased. I'm deceased. Like, <laughs> I have deceased. I just all, like, I'm not dead, though. It's not even that funny. I'm always, like, dead. It's just, like, I'm just, like, too bored to think of a reply. <laughs> um, what else is there? I think also, like, trips down memory lane or, like, still photos which you guys can't relate to but when people put up still photos from like their time on a reality show from like six years ago it it really irks me there's only so much far back i need to see you go like if i needed to see you in 2011 i would just scroll through all of your facebook photos yeah except for like i'm 34 years old and like my pictures only start at 2007 i think so thank god Ooh, I still think or 2011 on Instagram. I love a good birthday um, pick of only showing the person that's posting it and not the person that it's actually directed mm. towards. Right. And I, you know, who did that best was Blake Lively, who like physically cut out Ryan Reynolds and was like, that happy was birthday, actually, babe. Was it was so good. Cause that girl, oh God, she's, I know. she's she my number one. Is she funny and beautiful? Like, yes. is, that, is that what's happening? Okay. Very hard to achieve. Like I was always making up for my misfortunes by becoming very funny. <laughs> so like, yeah, we I don't like know. Chloe, we have like Khloe Kardashian syndrome. Yes. Where just, like, had to be really funny. Yeah. Who told you you guys you were funny? Me. <laughs> Um, my followers. <laughs> Your sex followers. I honestly think that we're so funny, which is why we're doing this. We're stand-up comedians. So, like, hopefully other people agree. TBD, we're going to hear back from you guys very shortly. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and if you don't, we're still going to keep on putting and out the Yeah, uh, we're still going to be shoving this down your ears. So, <laughs> we don't actually give a fuck. <laughs> Okay. All right. What is your last, wait, what, I feel like there was one more Instagram thing I wanted to bring up. No, I can't remember. Maybe it was the timeline thing. I think probably talking about babies and like having people. Using your baby as a prop. Oh, using your baby as a prop is so annoying. Let your baby, let your baby live its life in its crib eating like a chewing. Yeah. Or how about people that post, like, naked baby pictures? I'm like, did you know that you just posted a nude of your child before it even knew what a nude was? Like, that's so inappropriate. Mm. I love when they put, like, the heart over the vagina, too. And I'm like, no one's, you're not fooling anybody. So, speaking of babies, I don't know if you guys watch Reels, but... Oh. Great Casey Anthony <laughs> tell-all from her best friend. Speaking of babies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I 
don't watch reels only because the reenactments make me so uncomfortable. But I love you, them. Can you tell me more about this Casey Anthony yeah. reels special, Nick, please? Well, it was mostly just like friends and roommates <laughs> all getting together talking about how they just thought she was a good mother and things just went awry. What? Wait. See, that's what I love so much about these like murder documentary reenactment specials is like you can always tell which side is funding it because like it's either all the defense or all the prosecution or like all like one or the other family who talks and it's just like you ain't pulling a fast one on me i know there's more evidence <laughs> right which i'm gonna go to the library tomorrow and look it all up you know it's just like weird so wait so do you believe that she was a good mom net net um i net net i think that she liked the attention that she got from having a kid so no (laughs) but then when it became inconvenient she certainly threw that baby inside of the pool and did get rid of it so So you think she so you okay well, I don't know. I think she killed her. Is that first, what you're asking me? First degree murder. Yes, it was purely intentional. She like from what from my understanding, because you know we love to solve murders. Right. So as I say, I have, uh, I, I have a theory as well. So from my theory is that she gave that she drugged her to go to sleep, and then she drowned her while she was asleep, and then disposed of the body. Hmm. I think... Because there was chloroform on the duct tape, right? Yes. Yes. I think that most people who aren't private investigators, like the three of us, forget that there was a drowning situation before the chloroform situation. Right. I have a conclusion. I think that she accidentally drowned in the pool, and then Casey Anthony then decided, how am I going to make this look like a murder? And so she Googled ways to make it look like a murder, and then she planted the chloroform chloroform, form duct tape over her mouth and then, like, did everything with her after. I think it was negligence. That's weird, Em. I don't know. I'm sitting across the table from Emily right now, and I, like, (laughs) think I might need to, like, leave the apartment. I feel very against that theory. I did it. I did for a long time too, and I read a lot of stuff about it. And the reason they couldn't convict her for first degree murder is because they couldn't prove timeline and intent. Interesting. Sorry, we're just pouring more wine. <laughs> oh, I heard it. <laughs> we got these really, really great mics so that you can hear us pouring the wine, and we hope that you're getting I just hammered like with us too. That it was just yeah, right. I mean, I, I hope the only way you're listening to this is also drunk. Yeah, um, or on the way to work, or like at your desk. When, you know, oh, yeah. people listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> like the normal times. <laughs> um, but you know what else I'm like super into, which is all a reenactment and kind of cheesy acting is Dirty John. Mm. Dirty John is so good. So good. Well, Connie Britton, we all Love. like adopt me, please. Tammy Taylor. Yeah, Tammy Taylor. Tammy Taylor. Tammy Taylor. Please adopt me. Yeah, right? But I also want to fuck your husband, Coach Taylor. So oh. I don't know if you can adopt me because I'm I like really, know. really the dark, only really fast. I want to fuck is Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins. Oh, <laughs> so hot. Give me Tim Riggins, even though I know he smells like beer and has probably has not showered in like five days. Yeah, but that's hot. Neither do I. I hate showering. God. Oops. <laughs> we can cut that part out. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I just Dirty John. Dirty John is so weird, but let's talk about what um fucking moron that. Well, hey, I don't know. I don't want to talk about the real woman, but in the in the show, yeah, I'm just like, what? Everyone, this is how could you go through but with you this? You didn't listen to the podcast, right? No. So there comes a point in the podcast where I was like, felt that same way leading up until a certain episode of the podcast where I was like, oh my god. I get it. Like, yeah. the way they grew up, I don't want to, like, spoil anything, but, like, the way they grew up, and, like, there's a situation that happened with her mother and her sister, and the way her mother reacted. Okay. That made me just realize, oh, my God, this family is just, like, on another level of, like, I fall on, like, a skeptic cynicism and like pessimist and they are in the right. other end of the spectrum so well and, this, and the same with him too like i mean i've I read stories about how he was raised essentially as a con artist i mean his father would make him do things like that where he would make him you know um jump in front of cars and say oh you know like if you give me 300 dollars, i won't report this to insurance so i think on both ends it was very much like just predisposed behavior right. But is it weird that I identify more with, like, I understand how somebody becomes a con artist than how somebody becomes, like, so sympathetic and, like, forgiving? Because I definitely understand Dirty John's side more than I understand Deborah Newman's side. <laughs> Who's Deborah Newman? The woman. Connie. To Connie Britton. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I definitely understand how you become a con artist. I don't understand how you become a person that's just, like... Interesting. A victim? No, I don't understand the victim. I understand the perpetrator. Right, right, right. That's a lot about me. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. Well, let me hide Well, I can, I mean, I I can fall pretty hard. (laughs) I can see myself falling for a con artist any day. I probably have. Yeah, me too. I probably have. Your social's probably being floated all over the internet at this point, Nick. Just beware. I just want to be, like, desirable enough to be catfished. Ugh. Like, if only someone could pretend they were someone else to, like, get to my heart. You know? <laughs> I yeah. feel like I was re- I've really made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That would be nice. I've uh, always dreamed of catfishing Nick. But, like, oh. not as myself. Like... <laughs> No, Emily, stop. I'm going to fall for it. I'm going to fall for it. That's not funny. I know the exact profile I would need to make, and I could, like, catfish him so perfectly, but he's always begged me not to do it, but I still think one day I might. Please don't. I'm going to fall for it so hard. Nick's going to be like, so, guys, I'm in a relationship. We started talking 30 minutes ago, and um, he lives- He's a Ford model. He's a Ford model. He won't see me, but we're in a relationship. I've already spoken to his mother on the phone. Right, yeah, you know? he can't speak to me, so yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he's just supposed to see. So, like, I'm the sister. You're so gonna get like, like, what? What's the? You'll get like a seamstress from your work, who's like <laughs> a bit older. Oh yeah, and just like have her play the mom. Perfect. Yeah, Lourdes can do it. Yeah, Lourdes can do it. Lourdes will do it. So That's be careful, Nick. Good luck. Better watch your back. I'm updating my Facebook status, relationship status, as we speak. To what? In a relationship with Ford Model, TBD who? Taken. Taken. It's complicated. Also, how? I'm taking. 
anybody who puts who puts a relationship status on Facebook is seriously disturbed unless they're 15 <gasps> years old or under wait Emily did you put one up I immediately check Facebook no I don't think I, I, don't, I but if you put it up when you were like younger that's okay but like no. now you can't I do that my like Mike and I don't even act like we know each other on Facebook so I would be shocked if it was like honestly if we were like attached no we're not like I wish so bad during that time in my life I could have put in a relationship with but now I feel like it is so strange. Also, like, everybody gets divorced. So it's a really great outlook on relationships. But I don't think that it's good for anybody involved to put that on there. You're not wrong. Yeah, don't. Do you need the world to know? No. Honestly, I love being mysterious. Same. There's no Do you? Me, <laughs> Do you? I couldn't even say that with a straight face. But I do say that I love being mysterious. But you just can't execute. I can't execute it. Yeah. Because then I get drunk and I'm like, at the Pats game, (laughs) drunk crying. Like, it's exhausting. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) You know? So it's like a very, it's a conundrum. Quite. But you know what, guys? Monday through through Thursday, you won't know what I'm doing, and I'll tell you why, because I'm sitting on my goddamn couch, <laughs> catching up on all the Golden Globe-nominated shows. <laughs> Speaking of one that was snubbed hard this year was Below Deck, oh. which made it see Ashton lose his foot, or almost. He's totally going to lose his foot. Uh, you watching? Yes. Yeah, we're all watching Below Deck. Remember I was all just- the girl that quit the other week that, like... I'm obsessed with her Twitter. I don't even have Twitter. I got a Twitter only to follow her on Twitter. Now I'm obsessed with Catherine? Twitter. Caroline. Oh, whatever. She's the girl that was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. every time, like, she had to wash the sheet, she, like, felt like she was going to throw up because she had so yeah, many... Yeah, she'd be, like, she'd be, like, crying. And be, like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, just give me a second. And they're, like, are you sure you're okay? She's like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. It's just, uh, she's like, it's just that. She's that. Her foot blew up like a balloon, and she was like, "So is it gonna be okay if I like go to the doctor today, and then I'm gonna come back and like throw up for four hours, and like later I'm gonna like panic?" And it's just like, "What are you doing on that?" There is no vetting system. Like literally, we could sign up for Below Deck tomorrow, and they'd be like, "Thirty two, no! <laughs> here they come!" You know, it's like, "What are what is the prerequisite?" Like the last girl like falsified her resume. They were like. Sounds great. We didn't call one resume. Welcome on board. You I know, mean, you're a shoe in because you have a reality TV background. So like, you're. I don't think they on like the to. I don't think they like to, to dip in ABC's pond. I think it's like you gotta. You can't be on another. I mean, I'm pretty psychotic. I could probably land. I had a bartender today. So yeah. I also, could like, definitely land the third shoe too. You could. You'd be so good at drinks and like. Also, I don't know who I'm kidding. Like, nobody cares about, like, what reality show I did 10 years ago. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, Jacqueline was on a show. People care. Back in yonder like, year. People yeah, care. oh, Jacqueline Schwartz. Here she is again, hawking her <laughs> old resume again. <laughs> people care, Jack. I told you, people care. They do. I do know people like her. Thank you, Em. You're welcome. Well, guys, I think we should end on that note. Well, I gotta watch Below Deck and see if Ashton loses his freaking foot or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just wanna, I'm here for Ashton's foot, for sure. I mean, can you imagine if that happened to you? Like, a rope got tied around your ankle and you got pulled under a mega yacht? And he's hot. Ew! <laughs>
Emily, remember at the lake when I would just like jump off of the boat when we'd be stranded somewhere and just like fish us into like shore, like all wasted, like yeah. I would just like take. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the time I threw you off the boat on purpose. I like full throttled it just so you just like tr- I tried to drown you, but you survived. <laughs> okay, I was like, guys, I'm over here. <laughs> Is that like a game ashore? You're like a Gazy Anthony con, like con artist. <laughs> you revealed a lot. Yeah. Well, we're gonna need dirty to M. Dirty M. Dirty M. We're gonna need to use that during our um, investigative process for all the murders that we're gonna discuss. <laughs> I actually don't think we're gonna edit any of this. I think that our our listeners need to get to know us for the, for who we truly are. Buckle in, viewers. Buckle in.